This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dr. Michael Ostrom returns to the show. Mike has been a part of my show for, man, about 20 years or so, going back to the fan on many Many matters uh, for multiple years now, a fixture on this show regarding COVID. And Mike joins us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Always a pleasure to have you on, sir. Welcome back. Let's, Thank uh, you. Let's Good talk, to be with you. Yes. Let's talk about the latest variant and your concern level with the uh, the latest variant and where we're at with it. Well, you know, as I do so often uh, when we talk, I start out with a disclaimer saying, you know, that uh, uh, take everything I have to say with some caution in the sense that, uh, you know, we're learning so much and and things are changing quickly. And one of the things I think that's really important to remember is we do have some lessons learned in the past. Uh, Back in 2020, we saw the the Alpha variant emerge in Europe in late 2020 and uh, thought that it was sweet through the United States uh, shortly thereafter as a new, more highly infectious variant. Well, it did hit the United States. It only hit two states. It hit Minnesota and Michigan, and it hit us hard. Uh, we didn't see big increases in Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, the Dakotas. Cannot explain why. Uh, you know, and then, and then the Alpha virtually disappeared. Well, now, fast forward to today where we have this new XB, uh, one that we're concerned about, the 1.5. And that's a challenge because while it has surely caused a big increase in cases, including deaths in the Northeast, we're not yet seeing it here in any meaningful way. Our wastewater data gives us some sense it may be increasing slightly, but we just don't know. And so I think the other bottom line message, though, is there's not one variant that's causing the problem. The, by far, the darkest days of the pandemic are occurring in China right now. And the variants that are causing that situation are ones that we had here in the United States a year ago or six months ago and didn't do much at all. Uh, We've got Japan that has just had two major surges of cases, one in August, September, and then it subsided and then took off again. And they just hit their highest peak just in the last two weeks. That's caused by BA5, both surges. You know, what happened? Why did it come back again? What protection was in the population? So I think this is where humility is really important to say is, is that, uh, you know, no, no meteorologist worth their salt would tell you what's going to happen 30 days from now with a great deal of accuracy. I think that's unfortunately where we're at right now with these variants. Okay, a lot of information there. I'll remind folks, 
Whenever Mike is on, if you want to send a respectful question through a text, you can. 651-461-9226. So again, with your humility, is it possible if we will continue to have these variants to some level that like other illnesses, like other ailments, it is just going to occur where it is more prominent in other parts of the country and it's not as prominent as others and how much that mic is going to be driven by whether people are vaccinated up to the proper level. Well, first of all, it's, uh, I wish we were as simple and you asked a very important question, but let me just say it's, it's even more complex than that. It's which variant or virus is circulating it is what our behavior is in terms of what it means, how we're exposed and you know, open and out there. And then third, it's about our immunity. Uh, not only what kind, was it from the vaccine, was it from previous infection, but how long ago it occurred. And so when you add this all together, uh, it's, it's a whole separate, different set of scenarios. Let's take, for example, kids. If you look at kids in the earliest days of the pandemic in that first year, we saw very little severe illness, very little transmission in schools. And so people concluded this is not a problem with kids. And then along came Alpha that I mentioned just a moment ago, and then Delta and Omicron. And we saw major activity in kids. And with the Omicron surge alone, we saw over 700 deaths in younger kids when just a year and a half before we've been saying it's not a big problem. Well, if you look at what's happened in the last 12 months, after seeing that big peak in Omicron, we hit what I described to you before as the High Plains Plateau where cases aren't surging up and down in large numbers like mountains and mountain valleys, but rather more just a flat kind of line. And this is exactly where we're at in Minnesota right now. Guess what? We're seeing very little severe illness today in people under age 50. And that's both related to vaccine uh, protection, but also from having been previously infected. So today, you know, I look at uh, the under age 50 and say, well, at least for now, you know, most of them probably, uh, as much as we'd like to have them get vaccinated, it's not nearly as important as vaccinating those over 50 or 65, where we're seeing much, much more in the way of serious illness, hospitalizations, and deaths. So there is something right there that just changed from, you know, what happened the first year, the second year, the third year. And, you know, ultimately a year from now, we may see that even with older adults, we see much less severe illness. We just don't know. And that's where we're in this uh you know, almost kind of a, a a batch with the variants to say, okay, who's got the next move and what's going to happen with it? Okay, so let's emphasize this because this is different from you talking about concerns for under 50. We've known for a long time, right, that individuals like many ailments can be more vulnerable as we get older. But I want you to zero in again on what you just said there about folks under 50, where we're at right now. Well, I think it's an important context here. Let me just remind everyone that what I just said was early on under your kids, it was not a big problem, got to be a big problem, and now it doesn't appear to be nearly the same problem. The same thing is true with younger adults, but that could change tomorrow. And so I, I think one of the things that everybody is uncomfortable with, they want scientists to come out with a definitive message of saying, this is what gravity is. This is what X is, okay? Uh, this is the speed of light. Well, it's not that simple. Ours is changing constantly. That's why I use the example of meteorology, you know, in a way. I mean, who, who after three years of severe drought in California, do you imagine right now they're being flooded out? 
And so in a sense, with COVID, we have some of the same concerns. I don't know that I could be on this show six months from now and saying, man, kids are getting hit hard again. And this is likely why, you know, we have a new variant that evades the immune protection that kids seem to have acquired. And that's the uncertainty that people just have a hard time with. And trust me, I have a hard time with it because it is one where we want to provide more definitive answers. The answers I can give you right now, particularly if you're over age 50, please, please get that additional booster dose because we're still seeing today. We're reporting out 580 deaths today in this country. Again, let me remind the public how, how severe is that? Well, it's not as bad as 3,000 deaths as we had with Omicron, but the number one cause of cancer deaths in this country every day is lung cancer, and we average about 350 deaths a day with that. Here we are at 580 deaths with COVID, so it's not done. So get vaccinated. The data are clear and compelling that these vaccines are protecting the older population from serious illness, hospitalizations, and deaths. If you do get sick, use the drugs that we have. The Paxlovid is a very important drug that most people can take. Some with underlying health conditions can't. They have to take another one. But we could do so much to reduce the serious illness and hospitalizations if we got those drugs quickly. The medical community working with their patients have to do that. And third, you know, you can still protect yourself by using an N95 respirator. You know, I, I make my public forays out there. I go to public places and spaces. I leave my N95 on, and I'm very confident in the protection I get from that. So if you did those three things, you know, you could really do a lot to reduce the risk of COVID. And for those who are younger, I understand everybody wants to get back into the swing of life. Uh, You know, the good news is we are seeing much less severe illness in that group. Mike Osterholm is with us. He's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. I want to read you a story from AP. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis called on state lawmakers to make permanent existing penalties for companies that require all employees to get the COVID-19 vaccination. The proposal would extend indefinitely measures Governor Santos signed in 2020 that made Florida the first state in the country to threaten businesses with fines if they required workers to get the COVID-19 vaccine. When you hear about this maybe turning into permanently as opposed to a temporary situation, what is your reaction? Well, as you know, I don't play in the political game. You know, I've served uh, the last six presidential administrations, uh, including during the Trump administration. I was a science envoy for the State Department. You know, when I was at the State Health Department, I served six different governors. And, uh, you know, and always enjoyed the very bipartisan and, and very straightforward relationships with all of them. My job is just to tell the science as I best know it and how do I know it. And so, you know, what the governor decides to do with that is his choice. Obviously, uh, you know, I will continue to promote the use of vaccines, particularly in the older age population. Uh, and I think the science has to speak for itself. We know that these vaccines have saved millions of lives. They have saved millions of lives. You cannot, you cannot not say that. And so why would we want someone to not allow themselves to be vaccinated or to make it more difficult to be vaccinated? And so I, I, I understand there are those who say, you know, we aren't going to get vaccinated. You know, obviously that's their choice. But at the same time, I think we don't want to put barriers in the way of people getting vaccinated, if in fact that will help increase the the level of vaccination in our communities. 
Last thing, Mike. Um, before this year is done, will we have a different type of booster? And you've talked so many times before about we can't just boost our way out of this. Before this year is done, will we have a different type of vaccine which is available? Yeah. Well, first of all, let me just, uh, in a sense, announce that uh, uh, next month we will be releasing a, a very comprehensive uh, document on the roadmaps for better coronavirus vaccines. This is an effort that we've undertaken at our center. It involves all the major public health organizations in the world. It's been supported by the Rockefeller Foundation, the Gates Foundation. And in this document, we lay out all the challenges that we have to face to getting new and better vaccines. For example, we still not really understand with the current vaccine what we call a correlative protection. What is it we can measure in somebody's blood, for example, that says, yep, you're now protected or no, you're not. We don't know that yet. We have a lot of work to do. So at this point, I can say with some certainty, we're not going to have new and you know, game-changing vaccines at all by the end of the year. But we can't let up. You know, let me just remind people, Chad, this is not the big one. This is not. When you look at the potential for another coronavirus pandemic, don't forget that SARS and MERS, two previous coronaviruses that did not transmit well from people to people. So in that sense, we didn't see lots of infections. But there, anywhere from 15 to 35 percent of the population died who gets these, either SARS or MERS. Here with SARS-CoV-2 or the current COVID pandemic, yeah, you know, we have a lot of uh, people who got infected, but thank God the in- level of the deaths is less than 1%. Now, if we end up getting a virus that's as deadly as SARS or as MERS, and it is as infectious as SARS-CoV-2, man, we're in the soup, big time. And so we have to keep working on these vaccines. We cannot let up, and we don't want to find ourselves one day in the situation I just laid out saying, well, I wish we'd done a lot more on getting better vaccines. So this is an imperative that, you know, it's going back to our teenage days when we used to hear the old Olfram commercial when they'd say, you can pay me now or you pay me later. And we have got to invest now. Always a pleasure, sir. Be well and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you very much. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 